We're back. It's Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. Wesley, this Friday is going to be Veterans Day, and so we wanted to do a very special program focusing on the veterans and, uh, and on the, the wonderful or the, the incredible sacrifices that they make and the wonderful blessing that they are to our country. And so in the first segment, we had a really interesting guest, at least as far as I'm concerned. We had my dad. If you missed that, you can always check it out at EngageMagazine.net. In this segment, we're going to be talking to a retired Lieutenant General, Jerry Boykin. He is the Vice President of FRC. And General Boykin, you've done so much with our military. So first off, I want to thank you for your service and also thank you for being here on our program. Well, thank you guys. I'm glad to be with you. And it was a uh, really a great privilege to be able to serve my country. Uh, and serve you did. You uh, led uh, several units of the, the Green Berets, uh, worked with the Delta Force, or you were in Delta, right? I was, yes. I was uh, in Delta for 13 years. I commanded it for two of those years. Absolutely incredible. So again, we do want to thank you for your service. And yesterday, or sorry, the other day when we were talking to TJ and his dad, his dad was mentioning that we had several different millennials that he had been in contact with and he talked about how the millennials had a really big role in the military have you seen that well sure Uh, the millennials today are just rising into the ranks of uh, non-commissioned officers and uh, some of your young uh, company grade officers uh, they're they're all millennials so they are in fact uh, the future senior leaders, both officer and non-commissioned officer, in our military. You know, that brings up a really interesting point, because we've always, as a country, uh, we have placed so much weight on the shoulders of young soldiers. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit, especially about the history? I'll tell you, I love studying history, but to my shame, I can say I've never picked up a military history book. What role have young soldiers specifically played um, in, in the military? How important have they been? Well, it's not, that's a great question. If you look at the, the way that America has fought for the last 15 years since 9-11, uh, it is a different kind of warfare. Much of it is urban combat. Uh, unlike the <clears throat> battlefields of World War II or even Vietnam, uh, you are down to uh, really to two or three men together uh, being a fighting unit. And sometimes it's an individual soldier, so... These millennials are not always part of a larger formation where they have a senior non-commissioned officer or an officer that's leading them. A lot of times these millennials are literally, the the burden of leadership is left on them uh, because of the uh, very uh, segmented, compartmented, piecemeal uh, type of warfare that we've been involved in. So they've had to make very critical life-and-death decisions without the advantage of having uh, someone older, more experienced with them all the time. Yes, sir. And, you know, after thinking about uh, this topic and uh, knowing that we were going to have you on today, and I haven't heard your testimony, I've heard you speak several times at the Values Voters and other events. I just was wondering if you could help us understand the biblical role and the understanding that we should have as Christians toward the military. I know oftentimes even there's small uh, sections of Christians who look at the military as villains or sometimes uh, uh, disrespectful or just thinking that they're always out to, to cause trouble. But what is the biblical role and how should we as Christians view and understand and have an appreciation for uh, those who serve? Yeah. Um 
Exodus 15.3 says, The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Revelation 19 describes Jesus coming back uh, as a warrior, riding a white horse, wearing a blood-stained white robe, leading a mighty army. So the idea of being a warrior is so solidly biblical. In fact, uh, if you go back and look, at when God was about to do great things, most of the time he chose a warrior. And it was not always men. I mean, you've got the examples of Esther and Deborah and others. So he chose warriors. Now, then you get into the issue that uh, I've, I've had to deal with with people asking me, well, you know, the military, ultimately, you know, you might have to kill somebody. And I, and I look at them and say, and what's your point? Well, the Bible says, well, what does the Bible say? Well, the Bible says thou shalt not kill. Okay, well, you need to go back and read the actual text, because uh, it was written in Hebrew, and it says murder, and it's a totally different concept. But if you really believe that it says kill, then what you also have to believe is that somewhere between Mount Sinai, when Moses was given the Ten Commandments, and the Jordan River, when Joshua was about to lead the Israelites into the Promised Land, God changed his mind. (laughs) (laughs) Because he said to Joshua, when you cross the river, kill them. Kill them all. Hmm. Don't even leave their livestock. So do you think God changed his mind, or maybe you just might be misreading the actual original text said, it said, thou shalt not murder. So this is something that every man and woman that comes in the military uh, of, of faith certainly has to deal with before they make a commitment to serve in the military. But I appreciate you helping us understand that. For our audience listening now, you're listening to General Jerry Boykins. You're listening also to Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. Thank you so much for listening this afternoon. In the previous segment, we had TJ's dad on who also served in the military. And we're so grateful that we have the opportunity in this platform right now to take the time to recognize those who served. Any of y'all that are listening right now that have served or plan on serving or know someone that has, I just want to thank y'all for serving. And be sure to, if you see someone in the mall or in your local convenience store or someone wearing a uniform of any kind, just be sure to take the time and take the courage. If they've got the courage to take the time and stand for us and for our rights and our freedoms, we should take the time, 10, 15 seconds, to thank them for serving. So do that today, and don't forget about that. And do that as an ongoing um, gratitude for them. Yeah, and Jerry Boy- General Boykin, um, you know, there's one thing. I was raised in the military. My dad's been in the military since he was 17. And there's so many things inside the military culture that uh, those – in the civilian world, simply we, we cannot really wrap our heads around them. One of those things is the fact that you do kind of uh, surrender your First Amendment right to free speech. There's a lot of things that go on in the military that you simply can't speak about. But once you're retired, you have that freedom to do so. And so I'd like for you to take just a few moments, if you can, um, because there's a lot of things that are going on in the military that we see as far as changes in the military heritage and, and, and history. Could you speak to the military becoming a laboratory for social exper- experiments? I can. And and let's go back to your original statement. You surrender certain First Amendment rights. That is true, and everybody understands that. And that is primarily that you cannot uh, openly criticize the commander-in-chief while you wear the uniform. Now, you can criticize by resigning and leaving, uh, and, and many do, but... Uh, but you do not sacrifice your freedom of religion, period. You mm-hmm. do not sacrifice your freedom of religion. 
Now, what's happening in the military, uh, under the uh, administration of President Obama, there's been an all-out assault on that part of the First Amendment. That constitutional freedom has been under assault, so that people that, for example, have a Bible on their desk, have been, there's repeated cases in which they've been told to take it off the desk and get it out of sight, or have a scripture on their workstation or a chaplain that prays in Jesus' name, uh, or a variety of those kinds of things that are happening inside our military today that are absolutely unconstitutional. And, and of course, when organizations like the Family Research Council and the American Family Association and the Alliance Defending Freedom and First Liberty, when we stand up against it, normally they back off and they restore those rights of these individuals. But why is all of that happening? And it is happening because uh, the military has become a, a, a playground for social experiments. Yes, sir. And uh, what, what we just found out just two days ago is the Air Force. Now. Uh, of course, the military has now agreed to allow transgender people not only to serve, but to go through the full process of of uh, changing their gender. And when you are going through that process, you no longer have to take the physical test. In other words, how many push-ups or sit-ups or how far you can run and how fast, which is so fundamental to readiness in our military. So these social experiments bring with them a huge training program that every soldier, sailor, airman, marine, coast guard must go through these training programs on a repeated basis, and you have to ask yourself, what does that contribute to readiness? When they go through classes on um, diversity, tolerance, white privilege, sexual assault, what what is all of that contributing to the readiness of a military? Hmm. But the second effect of that is, not only reducing readiness, but the second effect is that it then infringes on the religious freedoms of everyone in the military, and that, I think, is uh, hurting our military. Yes, and we've got about 15 seconds or 30 seconds here, and I just want to ask you one quick question. For those millennials and those serving that are listening right now that heard what you just said, what word of encouragement, how would you inspire them to hang in there, or what would you uh, to share with them to do? I would say know what you believe, and more importantly, know why you believe it and stand for it. Amen. Amen. And that is part of what EngageMagazine.net wants to help you do every day. We want to help you build a biblical worldview with interviews such as Jerry Boykin. So, Jerry, General Boykin, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for being here. You can always find out more about General Boykin at FRC.org. And until next time, keep on reading EngageMagazine.net, where we want to help you build a biblical worldview and learn how to share truth and apply Scripture. Happy Veterans Day.